0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Barb Wolger, naturopathic doctor. You might be wondering can a food sensitivity actually affect my health and how I feel? Unfortunately, the short answer is yes. The longer answer has to do with your digestive system, the bacteria it contains your immune system, and how an imbalance of these might be behind your health issues. Food sensitivities are becoming increasingly common, and many people are now more aware of how the foods they eat affect their health. Whether it's an intolerance to lactose, gluten, or a reaction to certain food, food sensitivities can definitely have a significant impact on one's health. Now, before we get started, it's important to distinguish between a food sensitivity or a food intolerance and a food allergy. I'm going to try and break these down for you so that there's no confusion. So a food sensitivity or intolerance can happen at any age. So over 45% of the population actually suffers from a food sensitivity. It can take up to 72 hours after eating the offending food for a reaction to happen. Some of the symptoms we see with food sensitivities include bloating, gas, joint pain, irritable bowels, tiredness, eczema, low mood, headache, and weight gain. Food sensitivities or intolerances are rarely ever deadly. The most common sensitivities include wheat or gluten, milk, dairy, corn, eggs, sugar, nightshade veggies, citrus fruits, and soy. You can also have multiple food sensitivities. And finally, self-assessment is usually necessary due to the delayed action. So eliminating a food for a number of weeks and bringing it back in and noticing if any of those symptoms are returning is what usually has to happen. So keeping a food journal is often a great idea. Now, if we contrast that to a food allergy, This is usually developed from infancy. So 2% of adults and 8% of children usually have an allergy. The symptoms can happen immediately or within a two hour span. Symptoms often include anaphylaxis, skin issues such as hives, nausea, vomiting, and digestive issues. The most common types of allergies are peanuts, tree nuts, eggs. Milk and shellfish. Food allergies can be life threatening. And rarely will you have more than one or two foods that you are actually allergic to. Here, self assessment is easier because we're seeing an immediate reaction, so it's easier to identify. Now, the reason we want to identify a food sensitivity is because it can impair our gut health. When our gut becomes inflamed or damaged, we destroy the beneficial bacteria that reside there. Furthermore, when the gut lining is damaged, it becomes leaky, meaning foods and other things that you were consuming are passing through these little holes in the gut lining and into the bloodstream. This causes a massive amount of inflammation as well as a ton of symptoms, and some of these symptoms are bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, and so forth. Leaky gut and inflammation opens the door for autoimmunity, and today more than ever, we are seeing an increased amount of autoimmunity. I have a couple of episodes on gut health and the microbiome, so be sure to check out episode number seven and episode number 16. So you're probably wondering, how do you know if you have a food sensitivity? Food sensitivity testing is a way to determine which foods may be causing that adverse reaction. And there's various ways that we can do food sensitivity testing. Some of the ways that we can test include blood tests, skin prick tests, and elimination diets. Blood tests measures the amount of IgG antibodies in the blood, which can then indicate a sensitivity to a specific food. Skin prick tests involve placing a small amount of the food onto the skin and observing for any reactions. And elimination diets involve removing the suspected food from the diet, and monitoring for any changes in symptoms. I always recommend working with a healthcare professional to determine the best course of action for managing food sensitivities. What I like to use a lot in practice is the elimination diet, where we eliminate a food group or suspected foods for a period of time and then follow it by a challenge phase in which we reintroduce the food and assess for symptoms. Removing a food group or a particular food for a certain period of time, usually anywhere from six to eight weeks, and then bringing it back in can tell us if it's problematic. We can then see how the body responds and what symptoms actually improved and returned. I am not about cutting out food groups if we don't have to. Now, there are many foods that can cause a food sensitivity or an intolerance. And today, I'm going to focus on the top three known food sensitivities, gluten, dairy, and eggs. Now, as I just said, there are other food sensitivities for sure, However, these three have had a ton of research done in relation to how they affect our bodies, and they also seem to be the most common ones that I see with patients. Now, we'll start with gluten, and going gluten-free might be the biggest health trend of the past decade, but there's confusion over whether gluten is actually problematic for everyone. It's clear that some people have to avoid it for health reasons such as those with celiac disease or those with autoimmune conditions. Now, gluten is a protein that's found in wheat, rye, barley, and countless processed foods including pasta, breads, and cereals. Gluten is a naturally occurring, but it can be extracted, concentrated and added to food and other products to add protein texture and flavor. It also can work as a binding agent to hold processed foods together and give them shape. And this is why it's super important to read your labels on these types of products. Gluten is often hidden in salad dressings, packaged foods, and so forth. Sometimes it's in oats, but only because the oats may have been processed with other foods that contain gluten. Oats in themselves don't actually contain gluten. So, what does gluten do to the body? We have digestive enzymes that help us break down our food. Protease is the enzyme that helps our body process proteins, but it can't completely break down gluten. Undigested gluten makes its way to the small intestine, and most people can handle the undigested gluten with no problems. And some of us cannot, and this then leads to symptoms. So what happens is gluten activates zonulin, which is a protein that regulates the tight junctions of the small intestine. When zonulin is released in the intestines, the tight junctions open slightly and allow for larger particles to pass through the intestinal wall. Over time, this leads to leaky gut or intestinal permeability. This then causes the immune response. The immune system responds to substances it recognizes as harmful by causing inflammation. Inflammation is one of the body's natural self-protection mechanisms. So in individuals with a sensitivity to gluten, the protein is deemed a foreign invader by the body, and this leads to the body producing inflammation. Inflammation is the underlying root cause of most, if not all, chronic disease today, and it's something that we need to address. Inflammation essentially puts your immune system into overdrive all the time. And unfortunately, this causes the body to be in a state of constant fight or flight. Research has now shown that this constant activation of the immune system and the high amounts of inflammation from leaky gut are increasing the risk of developing autoimmune conditions more food sensitivities, and many other health issues. The second one we'll look at is dairy. Now, dairy sensitivities are becoming more and more common these days. With dairy, we have individuals who are sensitive to and have a harder time breaking down the casein and whey. These are the milk proteins. We see individuals who also have an issue with lactose, This is the inability to break down and digest lactose, the milk sugar. We also know that both casein and lactose stimulate increased mucus secretion. Symptoms that accompany both of these include bloating, gas, constipation, and inflammation. These are all immune-mediated issues and they will contribute to sending the body into overdrive mode. We know, again, as I said, the underlying root cause of most chronic disease is inflammation. We also know that digestive distress, things like gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, leads to gut dysbiosis, an imbalance of good and bad bacteria. When our bacteria are not happy, We are not happy. And ultimately, if this continues over a period of time, it can lead to many different health issues. Our third food is eggs. There's a ton of debate around eggs. One week, they're good, and the next week, we're told to stay away from them. I've looked at a ton of research surrounding eggs, and I believe that they are a great food and provide a good source of protein. Eggs actually provide a balance of saturated, monounsaturated, and polyunsaturated fats. And yes, the fat is all in the yolk, and so are the nutrients. Eggs can also be high in pro-inflammatory omega-6 fatty acids, especially if the chickens are fed soy and corn rather than their natural diet. With eggs, what happens? We tend to overconsume them. Most individuals have a very limited repertoire of foods that they eat for breakfast, and we know that if we tend to eat the same foods over and over, we can create gut microbiome imbalances as well as sensitivities. Rotation of foods and diversity is so important when it comes to our gut microbiome. With gut microbiome imbalances come a slew of digestive symptoms such as bloating and gas. Now, you're probably wondering, how can you discover your own food sensitivities? And we're all different, and we may all have different food sensitivities. To pinpoint what's causing your symptoms, start a food diary. Write down everything you eat and when your symptoms occur. After about a week or so, look for some correlations that may suggest causation. Remember, it can take up to 72 hours before a reaction occurs, so don't just look for immediate reactions. This is going to take some detective work on your part, but being aware of what you're eating and how it affects you is key for pinpointing a sensitivity or intolerance. Once you pinpoint the food or the food group, then you can eliminate it from your diet for a period of time usually around four to six weeks, and bring it back in. Once you bring it back in, notice if your symptoms return. Listen to your body. It's telling you what you need to know. Not everyone needs to cut out gluten, dairy, and eggs. I hope you found this helpful. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take good care. Thank you so much for listening to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you could leave a review. That is how more people will be able to create a healthier and happier life. Please remember that this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It's important to consult your healthcare practitioner regarding treatment options to make sure they are safe and effective for you. Stay healthy and be well.